This episode is presented by Comics and Gaming Magazine, found at cgmagazine.ca, and brought to you by noblenight.com, where out of print is available again. Buy, sell, and trade RPG books at noblenight.com. Throughout the ages, there have been heroes and warriors who have embarked on quests to save faraway lands and free the people from would-be conquerors with dice and not a lot of common sense in various role-playing games. Today, legends are told from the tales of our terrible warriors, an unlikely group of nerdy adventurers armed with some pretty stupid ideas and a horseshoe up their butts as they come together to save the day in These Warriors Are Terrible. Seriously, these are the guys we're going to go with? Hey everybody, welcome out to These Warriors Are Terrible. This episode is brought to you by NobleKnight.com, where Out of Print is available again. You can get some great books off of there. There's some great RPG books for really cheap. Uh, we get them for all our shows here, and uh, you can be able to check them out, NobleKnight.com. And I'm going to lead it off to uh, our big mic here. No, not your, well, well you're, I, a, you're a big mic, <laughs> but not the big mic. I'm fat, don't judge me. Well. <laughs> hey guys, it's uh, Mike the Birdman Dodd, and yes, we're here for a net, yet another edition of These Warriors Are Terrible. Tonight I'm, tr- I'm, you know what? I'm playing with people that some are famous, some are not. Well, I, I guess we're famous-ish. But tonight we're we are going to do some improv. So normally we would use a book tonight. However, in the spirit of improv, we're not going to do that anymore. Did so, you just seriously rip up all your notes? Yep. Fuck them. Um, okay, then. I know what I'm doing. I improv this shit. So anyway, yeah, we're we are going to be doing uh, a different type of game tonight. It's one I designed literally in about thirty seconds, and the idea is we're going to use a single d twenty because I honestly like the idea of having a one in twenty chance at something. And then I gave them a modifier, which is a d six, which they can add to any of their rolls once per hour, and once for the entire game they can double everything. So if they really want to succeed, but they have to declare what they are doing first before they can use this thing. We should probably say, though, A, where we are oh, and who yeah. we're playing with. Yes. <laughs> we are at Con Bravo, which you can find more information at conbravo.com. Um, yeah, so we are here on the th- what, fourth, fifth? What Con Bravo number is this? This is fourth, fourth? I think. Yeah. Fourth. yeah, fourth. Yeah, we are at the Hamilton Convention Center, new venue. There are already, like, there's easily thousands here I've seen already. Yeah. So I'm pretty awesome. But let's go around the room and see who we're going, going to be playing with tonight. Uh, I'm Steve Snowball Sailor, of course. I'm always here, if not in spirit. Uh, the Albino Fury always rules. And what are you going to call your character tonight uh, there, Steve? Um, let's go with Riven. Riven, okay. Yeah, I like that name. I don't know why. All right, we're also calling the youthful young ward here, <laughs> Scott Bordis. I love that that's what we call you, is a youthful young ward. I like that. The it's bitch so when things need to get done. <laughs> <laughs> so my character shall be called Scott the Bitch Bordis. <laughs> and that is the actual character name. You will refer to me that as all times this evening. In, in full, full name, right? Full first, name. First you just call me last. bitch, it works too. Like, yo, bitch. I'm like, hey, what do you need? Okay, <laughs> all right, good. That's good. All right, then. And, of course, we have a very special guest. Actually, our second celebrity guest. Yes. But from a franchise that is very near and dear to me, we have... Uh, hello, I'm Mark Meir. First-time caller, long-time nerd. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you might may... recognize that voice Yeah, you bit. might, because he has to go. I have to go. <laughs> I should go. So, so where, where, what, what should... Where... What could people know you from? Well, I'm sure they know me from my super channel show, Tiny Plastic Men. Well, that Which mean, is wildly popular, and everyone has Super Channel, of course. But they might also know me from my work on CBC's The Irrelevant Show. And as we know, everyone in Canada listens to CBC Radio constantly. And you might have also heard of me uh, in a game called Mass Effect. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. That, yeah, that couple, little, uh, little trilogy. Game. Little yeah. trilogy. It, never it, heard it, of it. <laughs> no? it, was, it was an indie bundle. Age, Humble Dragon bundle, Age, right? Baldur's Gate? No. <laughs> yeah. All right. The Irrelevant Th- show. Those ones the got me, yeah. 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 I, I know you from Irrelevant Show 100%. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, Versus Valerie. That, that's versus Valerie, yeah, yes. Web you series. do a great impression of the uh, Tenth Doctor. Oh, it's thank fantastic. you. fantastic. Although I'm not actually doing an impression tonight because they, they didn't want me to do a British accent because they wanted it. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. I could have. Well, you, you definitely look like Tenth Doctor. Well, thank you. It's the hair. Nerd boner. All right, guys, so we're going to start things off tonight, uh, usual form, although tonight's episode has to be a little bit accelerated because Steve 
you fucked up the scheduling. So tonight's episode will only yeah, be three. Wait, we're blaming this on me now? Hey, you're in charge of this boat now. Oh, jeez. You take fine. all the responsibility, Captain. <laughs> fine. Go down with your ship. Exactly. <laughs> So what I'm doing is I'm setting these guys up in, I've described it as Futuristic Ocean's Eleven. And, well, I'm going to read you the prologue to this thing, and then uh, you'll introduce your characters, your names, and what, what you guys all do. Please don't use Scott the Bitch Bordas for this. Think okay. of something a little more creative. Um, so anyway, here is the prologue for the first hour for These Warriors Are Terrible. Motherfucker. <laughs> For the last several years, radical, radical scientific advances have been discovered in high-energy physics and related fields. The U.S. military and several defense contractors plan to use this information to secure profit and new defense possibilities. You've been selected to participate in a top-secret mission. You've been paid extraordinarily well for your silence and your services. Today is the first time you have set foot in the Toronto Lab facility. The Toronto facility has been built beneath the Ontario Science Centre and is accessible via a secret underground platform. The facility's purpose has been unknown to you until now. The purpose? Time travel. So, you guys all, ar uh, all arrive from separate flights at Toronto Pearson Airport. The year is currently... Just got to double check my notes here. It is July 3rd, 2004. It's a pretty nice day. Your flights are coming in. Where's everybody coming from? Steve, let's start with you. Uh, I'm going to be coming from uh, New York City, where I've been working as a uh, genetics scientist uh, for the past 15 years. And you've been selected to participate in this mission because, well, the object of this mission that you've been told is you are to obtain genetic information from the future to see how humans have been evolving towards basically pollutants, how's the effects of genetic modified food, and basically medical data. Okay. Your mission will be to bring this information back to the present. Okay. And then we will move over to Mark. I'll be playing Colonel Fisher T. Johnson, retired. I was known for my skill in wetworks, other black ops, hush-hush government business, you understand. I'm coming to Toronto from my fortified compound in Colorado. I've been called back in. Favor. A marker was called in. I don't want my books to be in the red. They've got to be in the black. You understand? You have been called in due to your exceptional skills as a military serviceman and also for getting the job done, no questions asked. And, well, if something dirty needs to be done, it's in order. It is to be followed. So then we go towards Scott. Where are you coming from? Uh, I'm coming from... I'm, I'm, I live in Toronto already. Okay, yeah. So... I didn't really need to fly anywhere. I just needed to catch a subway. Okay. Something like that, you know. Nothing too fancy. I hoofed it a bit. All right. And what is your character's speciality? Well, my character, he's really just a... My character's kind of that grunty guy that, you know, we just need you there just in case, you know? In case in case something gets a little grim, you're there. I got some uh, computer skills in my background, but mainly if you give me a gun, I'll shoot. The thing on the other end will die. That's the basic skills. I like him already. <laughs> this so is a very eclectic group. So you have been brought in due to your expertise in, like I said, getting the job done. Specifically, if it's not tied down, you can steal it. Particularly, particularly computer data. And, well, let's just say there have never been any witnesses to your crimes. There's been plenty of evidence left behind, but never anything that directly points to you. Do we get any bonus marks for bringing back the sports almanac? You just very well might. <laughs> all right. All right. So you guys um, all take various modes of transportation through Toronto. Like I said, it's the year 2004. It's the city you pretty much know well today. The Gardner Expressway is still, it's actually working now as opposed to falling apart in the year 2013. Um, the mayor is competent. The <laughs> air is clean. And, and doesn't smoke crack. And doesn't smoke crack. <laughs> for those of you that love Toronto humor. And it was still last, but it's supposed to rob the slob. For you know, as a side though, I actually saw him at a Tim Hortons by my work the other day. Yeah. He looks so fucking old. He's like, oh my god, it's like all the years just went away. It's because he failed roles at some point in his <laughs> yeah, life. He did. He did. Um, so you guys take um, various methods of transportation to arrive at the Ontario Science Center. In the information package, you've all been given an access key card told to go downstairs on the main level. There will be a door with a black mark in the bottom of the corner. It's a single black paint mark. So do we all know each other or is this the first you, time meeting? This is the first time you would have all met, 
but you do know you are part of, like, you know there are other members of your team you're going to meet. Okay. So, uh, let's say, Steve, you are the first to arrive at the Ontario Science Center. Um, it's, t- it's, uh, it's a Tuesday morning. You see the average kind of classes uh, and kids going through there. It's the summertime. Canada Day has just passed. A lot of families pass it, too, which means you just blend right in because no one's going to notice you. Okay. Um, is there a specific exhibition that's uh, at the Science Center? Uh, they're actually talking about uh, dinosaurs they've discovered out in Alberta. They found okay. a new species of Dionychus, which is right. like I'll, a velociraptor. I'm taking a look at uh, one of the exhibits, just kind of uh, recalling my days in, in uh, university. Uh, had a slight interest in archaeology, so I'm just standing there and waiting for my, I guess, liaison or someone to come find me and, and take me to wherever I need to be. All right. As you stand admiring a dinosaur uh, fossil encased in the rock, you feel uh, one of the Science Center uh, staff come up and tap you on the shoulder. He goes, uh, your name is Mr. Riven, right? Yes, sir, it is. Mr. Riven, please come with me. Uh, we have a special exhibit we'd like you to come check out. Okay. Uh will lead the way. So this very attractive young woman, short brown hair, she's wearing like the skirt, like the, the typical science center uniform. She looks very, very, very nice. Okay. But there's something about her walk you kind of notice. Like there's, it's almost a little too mechanical in how she walks. Basically that you kind of, actually, if you want to, if you want to roll to notice something more, you can yeah, do that. Yeah, sure. Uh, so you want me to roll a d20? Yep, you roll a d20. What'd you get? Six. You look at her, it's, she just seems a little too rigid with it, you know, almost okay. like mm, you're not quite sure to put your kind of finger on, but you know you've definitely kind of seen this type of behavior before. Okay. All right, so you are taken to the uh, door downstairs. She says, please come this way. She swipes a key card with a, um, in a hidden key card slot. Like, basically, there's the door, mm. there's the frame, and there's a little section that's just a little bit extruding. Okay. Swipes, door opens. She goes, please go in and wait for just a moment. All right. I uh, go walking into the room. All right. Do I see anything in particular? You see there's a long white hallway. At the end, there is a double set of black doors. And uh, you just, uh, that's the only possible way you can go. All right. I walk through the black doors. All right. You walk through the black doors. You are on a silver platform. Okay. There is one button. It is red. And My mom always told me, don't push the red button, but I feel <laughs> curious. All right. Switching scenes. Mark, what is your character's name again? Colonel Fisher T. Jones. All Entire. right. Colonel Fisher, you arrive at the Ontario Science Center in a fairly nice um, cab. You come out the Science Center, you see the huge fountain out front, the science experiments are rolling, you see tons of kids out there. Basically, it's... It's a rugrat factory, for lack of a better word. Uh, you know, um, in your information dossier, you were told very specifically, here's where you have to go. Here's the uh, method to which you open the door. You are given the, the key card, and you are given specific instructions to not be noticed. Mm. What are you That's unfortunate, do? because I'm somewhat conspicuous, given <laughs> the fact that I'm smoking and carrying a bourbon on the rocks. All i got to <laughs> say is, folks, he brought visual aids to, with him today. <laughs> he looks like he Hunter looks, S. Thompson. He looks, <laughs> looks like Hunter S. Thompson in uh, Three and Logan, Las Vegas. <laughs> We're definitely a bat country today. <laughs> All right, Mark, roll me a d20. Let's see if you blend in. Please, hi. Please, not you? one. Please, not one. Okay, no, let's that's just. A 16. No, thank no, that's a 10. Okay. <laughs> You'll have to forgive me, I've been drinking. All right, so you walk through, and people are just like, what the hell is this guy's problem? This guy looks like he's trying to be inconspicuous. Yeah, he looks like, like all right. I decided to smooth things over. It's all right, everyone. I'm with the government. Everyone's like, huh? <laughs> yeah. All right. Go about your business. <laughs> Tax dollars at work. So, so you kind of saunter downstairs. You're like, yep, I know where I'm going. So you walk up to the door, without any hint for security, safety, or anything, swipe your key, door opens, you see the long white hallway with the black double doors at the end. Presume you're going to walk down the hallway? I will continue to walk down the hallway in a meandering fashion. All right, you take your time walking down the hallway, you, you hear your shoes squeak. Like, hmm. hmm. Can't have that. <laughs> <laughs> I remove my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> They're now laced together and tied around my neck. 
I don't know what to say. So you do like slides across the floor, risky business style. Well, now you sucks. You are definitely moving down the hallway. Now, just the sound of wet slapping meat going down the hallway. You emerge into the double black doors. You see this gentleman standing there. Uh, you'll have to forgive me. My shoes were squeaking. <laughs> That's completely understandable. Mm. All right, we move to you. Uh, what is your character's name again? Character's name is uh, Gabriel Anderson. All right, Gabriel, you are taking the uh, TTC out towards the Ontario Science Center after, since there is no truck subway stop, taking a local TTC bus. Out there, you have your bag of tricks, which is a uh, little attache case having various lock-breaking tools and even a custom USB key, which can crack most encryptions that are employed by the NSA and CIA. All right. So you are given instructions to go to this very specific door, once again, not to be noticed. However, you must stop by the front desk of the Science Center and pick up a package for Mr. Anderson before you proceed down to the labs. Okay. So is it busy? It's busy in there right now. Yeah, a lot it's of kids? very busy. Lots of kids. You see lots of tour guides giving everything. Alrighty. Hope there's not a big lineup to the front desk, or is there somebody who seems to be there noticing me? There is. There are a couple of Ontario Science Center employees just kind of hanging out. Some of them are answering questions, processing tickets for the IMAX show. Uh, you do notice one seems a little less busy than than the others. It's a um, it's a black male. He's sitting there typing at a computer, looking particularly bored. Okay. Um, he actually roll me a d twenty. Alrighty, rolling the die. Thirteen. He definitely seems a little bit out of place. Like you just you know how sometimes when you see people in the military and they have that look about them, that very sharp, very mechanical edge mm -hmm. to them. You definitely notice that about this guy. Okay. So you're going to approach the front desk. I'm going. I'm going to approach him. Yes. All right. But I won't say anything at the okay. moment. Okay. I'm just going to approach him first. Okay. He uh, kind of he looks up at you. He goes, "Can I help you, sir?" I want to. I want to be badass. I want to hand him a business card that just says my last name on it because I have those. Okay. I'm kind of eccentric. All right. So you <laughs> hand him the business card, and this will be the first game master role of the game. See if he got the right guy. You most definitely do with okay. a natural 20 from me. Oh, jeez. So he looks up, he goes, uh, and I presume you're Mr. Gabriel? That'd be correct. He hands you a small package. It is a vanilla envelope. Can I, like, hide in my, my yeah, nice jacket? Yeah, you can slip it in okay. your jacket, no problem. He's like, uh, I believe you know where to go. Just nod and walk away. All right, you nod and walk away. Once again, you make your way through the stairs and the various ramps of the Ontario Science Center. Roll me another D20. What'd you Deuce. get? Deuce. You, you, you don't notice anything out of the ordinary. You presume you walked through the crowd, no one saw you. Once again, you come to the door that was described to you with the black mark in the lower left corner. You walk in. Long dark hall or long white hallway with two double black doors at the end. Okay. Proceeding in. Is there any like cameras or anything watching me around? Any electronics? You decide to look around on the ceiling. You do see them placed in the corners of the room. There's definitely one in the ceiling which would be able to oversee the entire hallway. Okay. And you definitely notice that. Okay. And there's no other like I could I can't see any other like slots and that might be a hidden entrance somewhere else. You want to roll a D twenty. Okay. I'm looking for a high number here. 11. You see there, there, there's a possibility you have been through facilities that you've broken into where there are hidden slots in the floor on the side where maybe there could be gun ports or laser traps. Um, like those like laser beam things where like you trip them, they go off. It's, there's a good possibility that's probably here, but you don't notice anything obvious. Could I analyze them and see if they're activated at the moment or am I not able? Well, your particular key card... When you put it in the door, I forgot to describe the series, sorry. It's red, okay. which you would take to mean really, really high clearance. Okay. Okay. So once again, you walk down the hallway. Ready? Walk down the hallway. You come to the end. You see a kind of a nervous-looking kind of guy. You see a man with his, with a drink in his hand, a smoke, and his shoes around his neck. Would I notice know who he was from any military background? Being Roll me a d20. 20. Yeah, you know pretty much everything this guy's ever done. <laughs> All right. He's eccentric, to say the very least. And the things I've done there are not pretty. 
So right away, I would salute him and uh, say, hello, sir. And, uh, well, I don't know if he notices me or not. He's yeah. just, he seems a little tipsy, so. As you were, boy, we don't stand on the ceremony here. <laughs> all right, sir, you are a hero of mine, and we learned much about you at the Academy. I know all your exploits from 20 years ago. Mm, they only learned about the exploits that I told them about. I'll tell you about the other one some other time. I'd be honored, sir. It is a pleasure meeting you. Of course, of course. Who the hell are you? <laughs> My name's Gabriel Anderson. Gabriel. Oh, good name. Biblical. Thank you very much, sir. Mm. And you? Who haven't, uh, haven't heard, got your handle yet? Uh, my name is Riven, sir. Riven. Oh, I played that game. <laughs> it's, uh, yes, it's, um, I got bullied very much when I was a child about that, but thanks for bringing up all memories. No, no, not at all. You have to face your memories. That's what makes you stronger. Fighting your past. Always wrestle with your demons. Yes, sir. All right. So, I'm as, very you guys, nervous at this point. as you guys all <laughs> meet... Shivered. You hear the doors of the uh, the two black doors that you went through shut, and you hear them seal. And I'm talking that hard slam, and then you hear the slight hiss of oxygen, like that, like that. You hear you hear that. You hear several more mechanical clinking sounds, and the whole entire platform begins to move downward. Gentlemen, are either of you armed? Because I sure as hell am. <laughs> I would assume I, I I'd have assume. some weapon in my bag with me. You have a, a nine millimeter silenced okay. pistol. All right. Do I have any? No, you're you're a geneticist. You have a pencil. Alrighty. Since oh, I s- goody. <laughs> <laughs> I can stab people with a pencil. <laughs> I'm carrying a Colt Python, two derringers, and a hand grenade. If it moves, it will die. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you have your gear. After about a minute and a half, you know you traveled a fair chunk underground. You can, you know that feeling you get when there's high electricity and the, your, the hairs on your arm rise up? Mm-hmm. You definitely feel that in this place. So eventually the doors stop, they open, and you come into an open uh, facility. You see um, a few people walking around in lab coats. You see people dressed in heavy military-style armor, definitely armed, a lot more than what they should be for this type of a place. You recognize it as... You see a genetic section, okay. uh, biological experiments going on on the side as well. Okay. And you also notice there is a huge open window to, uh, to the far back. And you see large, basically, the best way to describe them would be Tesla coils. Okay. And you just see electricity shooting back, back there. But it seems like that, that particular room. Would I know what this would be? You... I've never seen anything like this before. Okay. You definitely know it's high energy. Actually, roll me a D20, uh, Steve. Oh, five. You've never seen anything quite like this before. You have read magazines where they do high energy experiments using this type of stuff, but never anything on this particular scale. Right. Because as you look at the back, you see those Tesla coils. It's almost like a field. Of them okay. Exist. Right. So Did you, you say g- Tesla coils or testicles? Both. Right. Uh, you <laughs> see huge Tesla coils. You notice the guys here are very, very well armed, uh, which is kind of surprising, actually, considering this is probably no more than a 30 person facility. These guys would be equipped to take on easily SWAT teams and probably even military response teams with no problem. That kind of takes me by surprise. Didn't expect that to be well armed. Already. Yeah, like this is unusual even for you. All right, as I put my shoes back on, I approach the nearest uh, armored soldier. He looks at you. He looks you up and down. Colonel? All right. Where's the man in charge? Uh, if you guys would please follow me. He points at you, points at you. He leads you down a, another, once again, long black or long white hallway. Leads you into a board-type room. There's a huge black table in the middle with white chairs. And... Uh, TV monitors and everything else on the wall and a huge kind of uh, whiteboard. You guys, if you guys would stay here, Mr. Dyson will be with you in just a few minutes. All right, we're going to need some beverages. Um, if you ask one of the secretaries, I'll make sure she'll be, ha- she'll be with you in just a moment. Bourbon. Round the clock. I you, also request a bourbon. <laughs> you do so. You guys, you guys get very comfortable. About ten minutes passes by. You brought trays of snacks, stuff like that. This guy's taking his time. To get there, eventually you've had a you've you've had a bourbon, you've had a drink, and eventually a um, a tall, thin black man walks into the room. He's got a lab coat. He's very he's got um, he's very well dressed underneath, 
um, looks slightly looks slightly nervous, but uh, he comes in and goes, gentlemen, Riven, Colonel, Mr. Gabriel, I'd like to offer you guys precisely why we've been paying you so well for the better part of a year. What I'm proposing to do is going to sound insane, but it's also going to sound fantastic, not to mention a little dangerous, but I believe you three have the skills that I need to accomplish something particularly well. How would you gentlemen like to change history? Which part? The part that hasn't happened yet and has at the same time. All right. You're the egghead. You figure this out. All right. I, uh... I automatically deduce that it's time travel. Seems to, but I, uh, talk, I go to the... What's this guy's name? Uh, Mr. Dyson. Mr. Dyson. Um, I thought that that technology wasn't even available yet. Well, this is a technology we've been developing. Um, I presume you know about the Large Hadron Collider, correct? Yeah, it hasn't been built yet, but uh, um, I have high hopes. This is something that's a test bed for something larger. We figured out a way, you know, that's, that's the public front. In secret, we have been developing high-energy particle colliders to generate particular amounts of energy. That energy will then, will, then will then in turn be used to generate a very specific field we very much discovered by accident. Something came through when we were experimenting. This happened around 1997. That has never been reported. How come I haven't heard about this? Let's just say your security clearance isn't high enough. But you might wonder why you're here, specifically. Yes. Um, Colonel, they're talking about time travel. I'm going to need to get my head around this. I let it joint. All right. You sit there and take some of your completely legal marijuana. and you I will come, I understand. <laughs> he starts talking to you and I says... I have clear vision what's <laughs> coming next. Well... The purpose of why you guys will be involved in this particular experiment is, well, I want to change things. I think we can change things for the better. That's not to say I'm not going to make some money alongside doing it. So, so what came through? Well, at first it was just little things, little pieces of trash that have no business being here, like a railroad spike from the 1800s that is not carbon dated properly. We've had pieces of animals come through, which have been long extinct. And we've even had a person come through. The person was not alive when they came through. But uh, when... I would like to see the data on the autopsy data on that person. Okay. He points to a computer monitor. He uh, says, just go up and do use the touch screen and it'll okay. come up whatever. All right. All right. Uh, roll me a D20 to see what detailed information you find. Seven. Well, the, the very glaring result that comes out, there was a particular pollutant found in his lungs, which indicates this guy probably worked in a coal mine. And that concentration would, uh, would suggest modern safety techniques were not used. This guy's definitely European, living over here. You would surmise this guy was probably from the 1800s. Since, wow. I, okay. since I have my key that I can crack things, I'm able to help Steve and get a little more information out of it. Roll me a D, a 20. Okay. Nah, seven. You find the same information he does. Uh, the only thing that was unusual is he had a lot of electrical burns on his body. It's almost like whatever happened, he wasn't expecting it, and just like that. So Mr. Dyson says, all right, gentlemen, I'm going to cut it to you straight. We've given you a lot of money, and what we want to do is I want to send you three forward in time, probably about 25 years, maybe 30. You might be asking why specifically that particular era. I have purchased a, a, a piece of land here in Toronto where we are building a second time displacement facility. By the time you arrive in the future, this facility will be built. That will be where you will arrive safely. Your mission in the future is to recover financial data, specifically 
military operations data for any of the enemies we d determine to be a threat to us. How has humanity evolved via genetics, modification, or has something else entered the human genome, so to speak? In return, after spending a week in the future, that's all we really want, you will come back to the present, and, well, we will see what happens when we get the information that we desire. All right, Dyson, I'll do it. I'm going to need some very specific equipment. All One right. Half pound of cocaine, six dozen grapefruits. He looks at you and goes, I've been told you're a very strange man. You get results. But one of our secretaries will accommodate you. Perfect. All right, so you... Carton of cigarettes as well. God knows what the prices will be in 30 years from now. <laughs> After about 20 minutes, a woman uh, comes by with a brick of medical grade cocaine, six very fresh grapefruits from Freshco, and a carton of number seven cigarettes. I immediately eat one of the grapefruits. It's tasty. Oh, so tasty. These check out. <laughs> all right, so Mr. Dyson says, all right, let's, uh, if you I gentlemen... No response to that. <laughs> if you gentlemen would follow me, we're going to uh, pretty much hit the ground running, if you will. No one said there would be running involved. There's always running through hallways. Okay. All right, so you guys walk through the labs. You start to see more experiments going on. There's a lot of biological. There's definitely some tech, some technological stuff going on. Like, um, you see, like, robotic arms, like, kind of moving stuff around. Like, you know, the tough you'd see at, like, a car plant sort of thing. You're not sure precisely what they're doing. Do I, I notice anything due to any technological background? Can I see anything specific that kind of catches my eye that... You've definitely you're, you're seeing stuff that you might recognize as prosthetics. Okay. Basically, the technology is evolving. You're also seeing what you know to be a self-autonomous robot, like basically drone technology, but not flying ground-based sort of thing. You see, like uh, a machine that would stand about six feet tall, has large tire or large tank-like treads, um, a body that extends probably a couple feet, um, and a large sensor dome. On the top, you recognize this. It's a prototype for the military, and there's a couple of defense contractors vying for this particular drone. That's a little weird to find in a place like this. Mm -hmm. You wonder. Actually, roll me a d20. I want to see if you if you catch up on this. What'd you get? Four. Well, it's par for the course. Everybody's got guns. Why not? <laughs> All right. So you want Dyson? I'm going to need a police. Something to carry this stuff in. All right, you are issued a, um, a soldier, says, what do you want me to do, sir? So he grabs your gear, your five grapefruit, and proceeds down to the chamber. So you guys enter the room where you see the Tesla coils. You're standing above a platform, or you're on a platform, rather. You see the field of probably what might be thousands of these things. In the middle of the room, you see a large, depressed, um, kind of like, a concave mirror in the middle of the room, and you see a concave thing in the middle. You also see one big Tesla ball on the left-hand side and on the right-hand side in the middle. You see electrical arcs going by in the middle. He goes, all right, gentlemen, what we're going to do, you guys are going to go down there, stand in the middle, stand very, very still. We're going to begin the experiment. And with all luck, by the time your next heartbeat passes, you should be about 25 years into the future. We don't have to worry about uh, metal or anything, do we? I'm carrying quite a bit. No, as far as, uh, as far as we can tell, everything should go through fine. Because there's something about the bioelectric field generated by you that protects this stuff. So everything should be okay. I'm going to ask if we have, if we have any weapons available at my disposal once I arrive there. Uh. That, actually, we have taken care of at the facility, which we have purchased. There will be a weapons locker there. Should be fairly well stocked okay. in the future, and it is on... The plan is to have it locked down, and someone caretakes it. So, in essence, you're going into a bunker. Okay. So, yes, there will be weapons provided in the future, as well as currency for you to do whatever you need, as well as clothes and any sort of disguises you guys might need. Best not to take any chances. I make sure all my weapons are loaded. I have spare ammo. I secure my strangle cord on my wrist. Make sure my knife is in position. 
Secure right. the grapefruit within the valise. All right. Do a line of cocaine. <laughs> you decide to take a small little thimbleful of the cocaine. You get a nice rush. Clears your mind. Roll mind, a- if, mind if I uh, have, have a little bit of that? I'm just like visibly shaking. This is not normal yeah, for me. Yeah, like this is pretty intimidating. Mm-hmm. You probably want some of this. You have a flask with bourbon. I take a quick swig and then I'm like, Okay. I'm going to grab it after Steve and say, why the hell not? I could use some, too. <laughs> all right. You guys all take a drink. You all look at each other. You hear alarm klaxons. Uh, er- all the workers move out of the room. It goes, all right, gentlemen, please stand still. The experiment will begin in about 20 seconds. So as you guys all stand there, you can feel yourselves kind of getting hotter, like from the inside out. And eventually the hair on your arm starts to kind of rise up. You start to sweat a little bit. You feel very, very sick to your stomach. You guys... Actually, each of you roll me a d20 right now. Okay. 19. 9. 17. All right. After about uh, the most intense moment of pain you guys have ever experienced... You fall about three feet onto a hard, cold metal floor, and you're naked. And it hurts. That's unpleasant. As you do notice, you notice um, the floor where you fell in is depressed. You basically made a crater when you came in, and what, what's unusual about it is that it's glowing red. Basically, the heat generated cut the floor. Okay, I... God damn it, I knew we shouldn't have trusted that bastard. <laughs> he forgot to carry the two. <laughs> Wait, does he still have his valise? <laughs> you are all completely naked. The grapefruits are gone, then. The grapefruits are gone. The great God. tragedy of this campaign. Thank God I ingested some of that stuff before we made it here. So are we going to have to find a toilet? Hmm? No, no, it's already in my system. It's not in a balloon. <laughs> oh, in my, oh, okay. It's all not right. in a balloon in my stomach. It's in my bloodstream, man. Okay. All right. All right. As you guys all wake up naked, you look around the facility. You notice there's sunlight coming from a big hole in the roof. Do I notice any like computers or anything on any technology around? You do notice what it looks very similar to the boardroom that you left with with lockers, but everything's overgrown with vegetation there seems to be a fine layer of ash on it as well like it's it's been long abandoned and things just don't seem right to you like you don't hear it and that's the thing the the hole in the ceiling is big enough that you don't hear any like like if this was toronto you'd hear the city you'd hear you would hear things do we hear you mean birds chirping at all or dead silence dead silence actually gentlemen i don't mean to alarm you but the glass is half empty I like to look at it half full, sir. So what are you guys going to do? It's I don't even see a glass. Judging by where the sun is in the sky, it's probably mid-afternoon. It's still fairly warm. You presume this is probably still the summer or maybe a really warm spring day. So what are you guys going to do? You're in a room. There's a hole in the ceiling. There is a door at the other end of the room. Did you say there's lockers nearby? Yes. Would I know which one would be the security locker I'd be looking for or have weaponry? Uh, you don't know. You'd have to just take a guess and open them. Okay. All right, so that's what you're going to do? Yes, I think I'll walk over there because I have a rough idea of what I'm looking for. All right. I'm going to do this. Phase up. High or low? Everyone call it. What, what oh. do you want to be? And then basically the consensus takes it. Ooh. That's a high. tough question. High. Yeah, okay. right. high. Being high is always good. All right. I, mean, high I agree. Is. I concur. <laughs> You search the lockers. You don't find anything but scraps of paper. You find like a few pencils, pens, shattered coffee cups. You find some raggedy clothes. They've definitely seen better days. It's enough to cover your ass. Right. But uh, you definitely don't have any shoes or anything. Here, use like. this to cover your ass. You too. All right. All right. You guys. <laughs> is this like, are we like loincloth right now? Or is uh, it like basically enough think, fabric? Or? Think of like hobo pants. would be the best way to describe it. Like okay. They look really ratty. Well, at least our ass is completely covered. Okay, so you dress with whatever clothes you could find. Um, I'm going to search for sunglasses. All right. God damn it. 
<laughs> Unfortunately, you do not find any Ray-Bans. <laughs> All right. So, what are you guys going to do now? Um, I guess I'm going to go through those doors that are at the end of the hallway, right? Yep. Yeah. All right, so you walk down the end of the I'll, hallway. I'll take point. Due to my military background, I have some hand-to-hand, if anything. Oh, yeah, good point, because I'm like... We don't want the... Uh, are you going to arm yourself with any, perhaps, debris that's lying around? Maybe I should see what kind of debris is lying around. You see pipes, pieces of the wall, pieces any crowbars of or anything? Nothing. No? You, you do like find, the pipe. All right, you take the pipe. You do find a piece of metal rebar. I'll, t- I'll take the rebar. Actually, roll me a d20. All righty. Uh, is the line on the, the, oh, is that six or nine? I can never tell in these things. It's underneath the six? That, that it's six? It's a six. All right, you pick up the rebar. You don't notice anything particular about is it. Is there concrete on the end of it? Like a ha- makeshift hammer almost? Basically, yeah. Basically, you'd have the equivalent to a mace, more or less. That's all, all right, so you guys walk down the hallway. The, I'll take point. The double doors where you would have entered are very similar to the ones that you entered at the Ontario Science Center. They, you push them, they fall open. Huge echoing crash. Just it, you emerge into a shaft, and like the sound just echoes as as it goes up. You see a ladder on the side. It looks pretty stable. It doesn't look like it's been ruined by anything anyway. Okay. You guys want to Looks exit? like the only way is down. All right. Well, up technically. Oh, up. Sorry. All yeah. right. So you guys climb. I thought you were the scientist. <laughs> I don't feel that comfortable anymore. I'm with the still mission. very unsettled after that heroin experience. It's gonna take me a little bit. Heroin experience. All right. So we you guys had one, but I left my release. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys start climbing up the ladder one at a time. I could really use that grapefruit. <laughs> so you emerge. You would recognize that you there. It's a place down on the lakeshore, basically where the CNE grounds would be. And you guys emerge from this underground place. You come up. Toronto is completely annihilated. Like, like is in like there's still remnants of buildings left, yeah, or is like completely flat, like Fallout Three there. looking. Yeah, basically, it's very destroyed. Like you see the remnants of buildings. You look at the CN Tower. Part of it's missing. It's still standing, but parts of the concrete are gone. Basically, All, the little toothpick thing at the top is gone. Yeah, it's gone, shattered. You look around, there's like... I fall to my knees. You maniacs! <laughs> you blew it up! God damn you! Damn you all to hell! I'm sorry, gentlemen, I needed to get that out of my system. You know, we would have done the same thing. As he does that... You... I do love Planet of the Apes. As you look around, you notice... You see tons of... Cars and bus, basically life. It's almost as life. It's almost as if life had just stopped in a heartbeat. In this uh, halted traffic, do I spot any police cars? Yes. I'd like to approach one. You approach one of the police cars. You see a charred skeleton, still in his seat. It's the trunk that interests me the most. I'm going to try to pry it open using the length of pipe. Maybe we can use that uh, bit of rebar as well to batter it. All yes, right. sir. Roll me a d20. Scott, how are we doing for time? Uh, 42. 42? Okay. 14. 14. You start to bash on the trunk. Bam, bam, bam. After a few successive shots, it does open. All right. Looking for a shotgun. You do find one. Excellent. Ammo? No. No ammo at all? No ammo, or at least there was ammo, but it probably cooked off. All right. All right. Is there anything else in the trunk? Uh, You do see uh, Kevlar uh, vests. I should probably grab that you one. You do I find... I'm the only th- one who doesn't know how to use a weapon. There are three vests. There right. are boots. And there and there is a small toolbox. All right. Vests and Can boots. Can I check the police uh, computer if there's any kind of rep oh, it's power fried. left? it's Completely? Okay. It's a ruin. I checked uh, the gun itself. Does it uh, seem to be in reasonably good working order? If we found ammo, would it be usable? Roll me your D20. Let's see. Basically, you're going to see if you can gunsmith this thing. You're not entirely sure. There, it, when you slide it, it catches a little. It's probably safe to fire if you took it apart. All right. I'm going to grab the toolbox and open it up and see what's inside. You open up the toolbox, you find a multi-tool, you find a hammer, you find a flashlight. 
though the flashlight does not work. And you find a package of those glow sticks. Little uh, WD-40, baby? Yes. Excellent. I'll uh, take that and uh, perhaps see if I can get this gun in working order. Well, All sir, right. Is there anything, Any look like I'd see any hidden compartment in the back? Something else might have been hidden in the trunk? Maybe Not some? that you can see. Okay. Actually, all of you roll me a d20 right now. I'm looking for high numbers here. 14. 18. 18. You guys hear something rustling behind you because you're because you're standing in the middle of the street you just bash the hell out of this trunk i'm gonna look is there any cover we can reasonably get too fast you could probably hide in one of the blown out storefronts okay. or you could maybe hide behind the car have we already donned our kevlar have you yeah, that would have been the first thing uh, i did yeah. I, I would assume yeah. i already put Boots it on and kevlar. Yeah. all right so you guys have dressed all right i'm gonna tell everyone to go first the squishy get the squishy uh <laughs> scientist in that building first i grab the toolbox making sure that's I'll grab, yeah, I have all the stuff inside. All right, so I'll you say grab, Colonel after you. You grab your supplies. You duck into an unabandoned storefront. When you get in there, once again, you find shattered glass, splinters of wood, and several bodies. All skeletons. As you guys sit there. Is there any food in the shelves? We can see an expiration date and try to figure out maybe what time it, time period this happened. Is that what you is that what you want to do right now? Well, if it's, is there, I want to see if there's something visible so I can get a quick... There is stuff on the shelves, but it is covered in, like, soot or dust. Okay. So you're not entirely sure. So are you going to approach it? Reboot's next later. Keep your head down. Yes, sir. All right. So you guys kind of hunker down. You kind of hide in there. Like, you can see the street, but they'd have to move out. They'd have to move around the car to see you, but you can see them. You see two guys come out. They're, they look scraggly. They looked almost crazed and they're dressed in tattered rags and you hear them talking did you guys see them like yeah they just busted open one one of the cars what would they find and you see them go up to the car they haven't noticed you yet and they're like well there's nothing here man there's nothing to eat there's nothing to do anything we gotta get out of here because if they see us we are dead mind you if we find them he looks at his friend. He kind of, kind of gives him that, you know. We could kill them and eat them, and take their stuff. I mean, we there's a bunch of us back at the shelter. I don't know. That tall, skinny one looks like he might be able to feed the kids for a couple days, and there's that big one looks kind of crazed. And you hear this conversation going on. It's maybe about 15 feet from you. We only hear two voices. Yes. You only hear two voices. Pretty nervous over here. Uh, yeah, I just I don't say anything. I'm just kind of. Like, do you think we should ask guys? Do you think we should okay. maybe try to sneak up on there? Maybe have a little distraction. See if we can capture one of them. You flank him. I'm gonna throw a rock. Try to make a noise. Exactly what I was thinking, Colonel. All right. Roll me a d20. So you throw in the rock. I'm running. Just so. Yeah. So we wanna... You want to both? Yep. Yeah, you both roll d20. Eighteen. Seventeen. All right, Colonel, you throw the rock. It flies down the street, and it crashes into one of the few remaining pieces of glass on the street. You shatter it. You bolt. And the guy's like, what the hell? And they both look in opposite directions. Their backs are to you. You are running down the street opposite, basically going down that way. Like, debris in the street everywhere. It's... You're running at full tilt. And I'm running with my weapon, correct? I'm going to have that? Yep, you've got your piece of rebar with a little piece of okay. cement attached to it. How far are they apart from each other? Probably they're like... A foot, two feet maybe? Maybe three at the most. They're very shocked because they didn't expect to see you run. Okay. And you, and you, and you hear the one look at you goes, What the hell? The moment their attention is on them, I'm going for the other one. The one that's furthest from me. Alright, you do as such. What are you going to do? Smack him in the face, in the, well, he's back to me, yes? Yes. Back of the head with the butt of the uh, shotgun. All right, you turn around, you whack him with the b- back of the shotgun, roll me a d20, let's see if you do any significant damage to him. No, I don't. Seven. You crack him, he kind of goes forward a little bit, he's like, what the hell? And he kind of turns around to face you, and he has a very crude-looking shiv. He's going to try to attack you. So you and I are going to do opposed rolls here. I rolled a 17. I'm going to add d6 to this. All right. 18. 
All right. Plus six. All right, so he tries to shiv you. He tries, like, a very crude stab. You deflect his arm downwards, twist it behind his back. He drops the shiv. You've got him in a pretty nice chicken arm hold right now. He's starting to struggle against you. He's like, let me go. They're going to see us. Who is going to fucking see us? Them. Speak sense, man. Are we talking giant ants? What's going on? You start saying that. Each of you, roll me a d20 right now. Sixteen. Eight. Fifteen. You start to hear something very low start to rumble. Like the ground itself is starting to shake. And you can hear something distinctly mechanical. Almost like a high-pitched whine. Am I able able to grab the guy who I was running at? Like, do I have him in? Roll me a d20. Let's see if you can tackle him. Tackle him and bring him with me. Yeah. Ooh, I should... Should probably add my D6 to that. All right. 100%. <laughs> Six total. All right. You fall on your face. He basically, you try to leap at him because the gravel's loose underneath your boots. You slip. The wind is knocked out of you. This guy just keeps running. But you do feel the rumble. Maybe and the- you notice the guy who's running, he's starting to run faster now. Uh, and seeing him run, I kind of get up from my hiding spot from before, and I just kind of run over to uh, the colonel and Gabriel. All right, you do as such. This guy that is in the colonel's grasp yeah. is screaming, let me go, let me go, now, now, now. What the fuck is coming? Speak sense, man. As you do that, you hear just this enormous crash. Metal, stone, glass, everything just shatters a probably about 50, 60 feet down the street. You see this giant machine that it looks like it's got giant tank treads. It has dual what you presume to be guns and just two big lights that would probably be eyes or kind of sensors looking at you, just basically scanning the street. You also notice three heavily armed men with it as well. All right. Now, this uh, fellow I have, I have him in a pretty unbreakable arm lock, yes? Yes. From where my vantage point, I could probably fairly easy stomp on his instep and break his foot? Yep. That's what I do. I leave him in the street. Right. You do as such. He's just sitting there screaming. The machines immediately turn to you, the big giant tank robot thing. Am I still in the street here? You are still in the street. Am I near the vehicle? I'm able to roll under it somehow to get some protection. No, but you can probably roll under a piece of debris and hide. Okay. Roll me a D a D um, twenty. I'm gonna try to be able to go back to the hiding spot now, and I know. Fourteen. All right. You basically quickly roll under a car, and you can just see these things walking past you. I'll get to you in just a second. So as you walk past, you see these these big three men walk with this tank. They're carrying huge chain guns on their arms. They don't look that strong. But you do notice these guys seem about eight feet tall. Roll me another D, uh, D20 roll. Two. Something's off about them. Just something about the way that they're moving. They're so calm. And the fact that these guys are so ridiculously strong. They start marching down the street with this huge tank. The guy who's screaming. Yeah. Now my, my entire point of breaking his foot and throw was to leave him as bait. That yes. All right. Yes, leave the, him as screaming bait. Do you draw their attention? Wherever the colonel is going, or if he takes off, wherever, I'm going to follow. Roll me a D20, uh, Steve. Okay. Uh, I'm going to add a six, uh, D6 to that. Okay, good. Uh, that's a nine. All right, so what's the total again? Nine. Nine. Nine, yeah. Um... Once again, you don't notice anything specific, but you just notice there's something very wrong here. These guys are eight feet tall, carrying miniguns in their arms. They walk towards the guy screaming, you are all hidden. You just see the, um, the, the other guy. You, you hear him in the distance. The He's one who saying, ran away? Pardon? The one who ran away? Yeah, the one who ran away. You can see him. They're coming, they're coming, they're coming. Hide. You see him shout that. Eventually, the tank, the, the tank robot kind of rolls up. You get a really good look at it. This thing's probably about 40 feet tall. Very, very well armored. 
And from where you're both hiding, from, from where everybody's hiding, you can all see this. You see a, uh, the men. They're eight feet tall. Parts of their skin are missing. They look around. One of them looks right at you. You can't quite see what, what, what his facial expression is, but you do make out something. Oh, jeez. You see the Terminator. Have we all seen the movie, The Terminator? Yeah, basically, it looks very. You see this metallic skeleton, half of its face is missing. It's ragged. The skin is obviously rubber from these things. And you just. You see them look at the guy on the ground, termination, and they just unload their miniguns into him. Until he's basically a pile of meat. You see the two endoskeletons, or basically the two terminators that are infiltrators for lack of a better phrase, they both look at each other. Infrared detected more in the area. Search and destroy. HK will patrol. I don't say it's like, oh, 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 fuck. What are you guys gonna do? Hmm. Rebel, through the, through the rebel. Okay, yeah, I'm following the currency. Roll me a d20. See how quietly you move. Oh. Natural 20. Would be a two. All right, so, all right. All right, Colonel. The so, black ops specialist. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Your boot gets caught on something, causing part of a wall to collapse. Yeah. Like it was like a piece of. Wood. I also then swear very loudly to reflect that too. You're like fuck. Yeah. You God just hear. Damn it. You hear the the. I'll just call it what it is. The HK. It's you hear its turrets move. Lacing your area with laser fire. Roll me a d20 to dodge. Do I need to roll a d20? Nope. Okay. Oh, yeah, the natural <laughs> 20, Don't, Steve, yes. you're like, you're laughing. You're halfway to Florida really, by now. because I can hear me. But. <laughs> 18. You dodge out of the way. You roll this. The, you just see purple bolts of energy just cut right through the air. This is technology you've never seen before. And honestly, you're a little more than freaked out. <laughs> I won't swear loudly, though. Not this time. Just like, shit. <laughs> you see it go... Like that, you roll... You eventually roll into a back room, which leads out into an alley. All right. Does this alley have any wet mud in it, by any chance? Nope. It's just dry dry gravel and debris. Damn it. All right. Oh, using the technique that I saw in Predator won't work in this Terminator <laughs> movie. All right. I mean, an alleyway. I think that Arnold Schwarzenegger saw that movie, so <laughs> I think we're screwed. Any doorways in this alley? Several. There, they all lead into probably shops, maybe even homes, stuff like that. I'll take the closest one. All right, you take the closest one. You bash your shoulder against it, gives way with no problem what whatsoever. The interior it's wrecked, but they cannot see you from the street. All right. So you hear the the HK start to roll through the street, and you just you can hear like a. Like it's some kind of a sensor sound. You can hear the heavy footsteps of the Terminators, and you just hear them going back and forth. Sector A1, clear. About another minute passes. A2, clear. Have they scanned my section yet? So they've passed me by now? Uh, we're going to find that out. Right now! Alrighty. All right. Live. <laughs> Live dice rolls. I rolled 10. I rolled natural 20. All right, Scotty. So from your position under the car, I thought I was under a pile of debris. Or so sorry, under a the car. pile of debris. You kind of look around. You see one of these. You see a different type of uh, man approach you. It's completely black. Basically, it's this. This is what you would know as a T seven hundred, just for sake of people at home. You see a metallic skeleton walking, walking towards you, and you can see some of his buddies behind him. Probably about fifty of them. They're all carrying big-ass weapons. He hasn't noticed you yet. But he's definitely approaching your position. And how much time we got? 58 minutes right right now. I guess this is the end of the episode. This (laughs) is the end of the episode. So what once was supposed to be a heist to change the future has turned into the fight for humanity. Well, guys, that is the beginning of Terminator Defiance here on TheseWarriorsAreTerrible.com. I've been your game master, Mike the Birdman Dodd, and I've been joined with... 
Scott Board as the youthful young ward. Steve Snowball Sailor. Mark Meir. And I've been Mike the Birdman Dodd, and we'll be back next week because there is no fate but what we make for ourselves. You have just listened to These Warriors Are Terrible. Did our terrible warriors succeed in saving the day? Did someone do something completely insane and stun the GM into a stupefied silence for asking if their horse had a mustache? And lastly, did someone get punched squarely in the goodie bags? Also, are there any settings or RPG adventures you would like our terrible warriors to play next? Do you have your own awesome or insane stories of your own RPG conquest or failures? Comment on this episode post. Message us on Twitter at Dice Warriors or email us at feedback at thesewarriorsareterrible.com. Until next time, geeks and gamers, the dice has been put away, the books back on the shelf, and the Cheetos stuck to the floor. For these warriors are terrible.